Hello everybody, I hate to break this to you, but our audio quality isn't quite up to our normal standards. Uh, you longtime listeners know that Shar and I take this very seriously, as well as the nerd party in general. Uh, but, you know, things happen, technical difficulties happen along the way, so this is going to happen on episode 404 as well as 405. We had to do a doubleheader this week. So we appreciate your patience with this, and we will be normal quality next week. Live long and prosper. Welcome to the Nerd Party. at home and welcome this is second contact a star trek lower decks commentary podcast i'm charlene schmidt i am one of your hosts on this show and the other one is tristan riddell hello tristan riddell we are here for episode five of season four of star trek lower decks and this episode title has a very long word in it <laughs> let's see if i can do logical oh oh wait sorry Oh, hey, hey, you, you took care of it for me. We're done. We're good. Oh. <laughs> Empathological fallacies. Whew, that is a lot of syllables. <laughs> it is one of the longest words in the title of an episode of all of Star Trek. It's like the second longest. I think the first one be, right? is transfigurations. That's a good word. <laughs> yeah. So... We mentioned last episode that we were going to see even more Talyn, and this is the episode that we were talking about. We're going to really go for it. What do you think? Hey, let's let, let's hit it. Let's get right into it. And so if, if this yeah. is your guys' first time listening to us, uh, we will do a commentary for the entire episode, and you can uh, watch along with us. You can queue up the episode, or you can listen to it while you're walking, while you're commuting, however you want to do it, because we will be entertaining all throughout. And we are, since this episode starts with the intro um, already, like with the opening title sequence, so we're going to start after that. So as soon right. as you see Mike McMahon's name and it fades away, that's when we pause it and we'll do a 3-2-1 countdown and then hit play. And there you go. That's right. This is the second time this season now we've done this already. Normally we have maybe one episode that starts with the opening sequence and then, you know, like there's no teaser, but we've had two and it's only episode five. Any predictions on how many episodes we're going to get that start with a theme this season? Just one more. Just one more? Ooh. That's my guess. I, I'm I'm going to guess four. I'm going to put money on oh, wow. four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we're going to double. All right, so here we go. We are at a black screen. We'll do a countdown, three, two, one, play, and that is when we go off. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Three, two, one, play. Empathological fallacies. There it is. I never get tired of the Lower Deck Starfield. It's so pretty. It is very like, pretty. The warp I, effect, yeah. I mean. I, uh, yes. I definitely miss that from... From New Trek, because we get the Star Wars hyperspace tunnel instead of this, the Star Stream. <laughs> I very much right. miss that. There's so many different interpretations of how things go when you're at warp and what have you. So with the with the Betazoids, uh, it's it's clear that they're they're doing the um, the Loaxana model. 
with, <laughs> with, with these. Yes. They're doing, well, they're doing Luxana fashion, but then also adding drug tourist to it. Right. Like they're just there to have a good time. They're middle-aged. You know, they're yeah, here you know, for a like, good time, and then a long time. Borderline sexual assault on ransom if he wasn't into it, but he is, so they saved him. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I guess is good. <laughs> and yet he can't get any because he's too desperate. And just he'd absolutely a rack go on for Beta Zoid Hillary Clinton. He, what about Clinton? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of the the lady with kind of like the the shorter like the blonder hair oh that is I see it now. Hillary Clinton right there like I can't unsee that the moment I saw it I couldn't unsee it now you can't either so these three um bit is bit are voice actors like you, you that I I immediately recognized because they they had they did this on purpose they had to have did this on purpose where they're just like okay we're gonna get three really recognizable voices for these they people had to because have. It could have been, you know, your average voice actor or somebody you've never heard of before. But no, you have Rachel Dratch, uh, you know, from SNL fame. You have Wendy Malick, who's been all over the place, and you have Janelle James from um, Abbott Elementary. Wow. And it was just so fun to hear all three of them together, mixed with an already stellar Lower Decks cast. Yeah, like that's supreme voice talent. So we find out that Dr. Here. Tana used to eat, her species used to eat beta sets. Yeah, this is new information. <laughs> I love the way she licks her lips, just oh so subtly in the background. Like, it happens so twice, funny. and it makes me laugh both times. We get an Angel One reference. We sure did. So, yeah, it's, I, I, I love that. I love that it's, um, and, uh, which is, um, Angel One was a, ruled by an oligarchy of women just like in the previous episode of the orions that's right hey nice connection there there we go see yeah <laughs> i love the way mariner like comes in, in yeah. through the door peeks through the side <laughs> I, they do such a great job of animating her ponytail they do yeah the, the laws of physics actually match the hair <laughs> I will never get over seeing live action Mariner, by the way. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. The crossover. I can't tell you how many times I've watched that episode. It is such a favorite. (laughs) Hot Spock agrees with me. (laughs) I wonder, what is that painting Talyn has in the background? It's uh, it's Vulcan. It's it's the statues on Vulcan. Oh, statues. Okay. Okay, I was just trying to figure out what... I knew it was Vulcan. I was just trying to figure out, okay, where where have we seen that? I couldn't place it. So, so Boimler's trying to memorize everybody's name on the ship. And he, like, apparently, like, there's, like, a program, like, a memorization game <laughs> that he has. It's a flashcard game. Just yesterday, just yesterday, I was asking, um, I was talking to my wife about how, like, I'm, I'm in a new, I started a new job this year, earlier this year, mm-hmm. and... I I have a I have way more responsibility than I I have in previous jobs, and I am horrible with names. I am just <laughs> god awful with names. I Me need too. I need this flashcard system for the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey Star Trek, can you actually make this a real life game and you can put in your real life coworkers? 
Yeah, I think yeah, we I saw this particular vista, like the painting in her quarters. I think we saw this particular vista in Enterprise. I or or okay. it, it might have been Star Trek Three. I'm not quite sure, but Ooh. it's definitely Vulcan. I think it was Enterprise when T'Pol okay. goes home to get married. Yeah. But don't point. quote me on that because, <laughs> man, it's been a little while. So already we're seeing the crew get crazy, like more so than normal. Way crazy. At this point, when I first watched this episode, I thought, oh, my God, we're going to get like the naked time and the naked now version of the show. And we've seen people going crazy in in the bar lounge, you know, like mm-hmm. your favorite shot of Boimler. Oh, my God. There. Spread Eagle Boimler. Good Lord. <laughs> So I thought, okay, are they actually going to go like even further than that? Like, I, I kind of felt like we've seen this before. This is not that off, odd for lower decks. This is kind of an average day. However, Dr. Migley Moo <laughs> yeah. saying welcome to hell replicator <laughs> cracked me up. And then it's a, in an, in an classic cartoon style, we see the dark circles underneath people's eyes it showing happens. you that something is wrong. Yes, when people get super drunk, that absolutely happens. Because mm-hmm. your body's trying so hard to <laughs> recoup. I do love that um, the captain is so is so good at her job. She's such a good captain that she <laughs> knows that something's wrong, even if she's feeling it, and so she tries to stop it, even though she she's doing it in an own in her own crazy way. Right, right. And I love the care now- that Talyn had. By putting Barnes down, like she did the Vulcan neck pinch, and then lightly laid her down so that she didn't get gently, hurt. very caring, gently. Yeah. So okay, last week we had a really good a plot. This is the a plot this week, and I'm not as much of a fan. Like I kind of feel like this is sort of all over the place. The a plot or the b plot? Well, I mean, I mean, Talyn, the a plot with the Betazoids, and oh, Talyn, okay, so you're. So like emotionally charged that she affects the whole ship. I don't know if I fully buy it. Yeah, that was a little weird for me because like this is where my Star Trek nerd is coming out where, you know, we find out later on that it's due to um, what's it called? Bendai syndrome or Bendai disease? Something Something, yeah, something very specific to Vulcans and Honestly, yeah, what which, I was waiting for was a Betazoid tie-in. Like, did they somehow enhance her heightened emotions because they were picking up on it and accidentally broadcast it to the whole ship? But there is no such connection here. See, I think that that right there, that would have been interesting because obviously we're led to believe that this is a Lawaxana storyline type storyline because we see that happen with... Uh, we, we see in TNG where she... Like she has heightened sexuality because of her menopause. And then we see in sure. Deep Space Nine where people start falling in love with each other because she, I can't remember exactly what happened in Deep Space Nine, but it was all because of Loxana. So we're led to believe that these three women are doing something similar to that here on the Cerritos. But then, of course, we find out that Talyn is the reason. But it's it's weird because, you know, we find out that Bendai, you know, happened in Sarek when he was crazy old and right. like here she's just like a little distressed as a vulcan like that's what caused it yeah she was just having a bad day come on see this is why i have a problem with it like we have had vulcans on ships before they've been 
in far more distressing situations than this, and this sort of thing has never happened. So I appreciate the subversion where it's not the Betazoids causing the havoc necessarily, and it's to Lynn, but I kind of need a little more to explain this. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Which is why I was waiting for the Betazoid connection, just because we know that with telepathy, things can go a little crazy. And how often do we have three Betazoids all together Along with a Vulcan, like, is that just like the perfect storm? And the lack of connection, I think, really kind of makes this whole thing fall apart. Like, okay, we're toting these Betazoids around. It's not like it really goes anywhere, though. Well, I think it's a catalyst. I I mean, you're not wrong. But at the same time, I feel like them being on board is a catalyst for the crazy things to happen. Because they take over the ship, which apparently was very easy to do. Um, yeah. But... It was, uh, it, it adds, it's, mi- it's misdirection is what it is. It's, it's crazy. It's craziness. It's misdirection wrapped up in craziness in order to disguise what's going on with Talyn. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And what does redeem somewhat for me is how like the character moments we're going to get later on are really good in this episode. There's some great development, especially for Talyn. There's a great talk with Mariner. There's more stuff coming down the pipe toward the very end. It's just the way that we get there is not the most solid way. Like I kind of feel like this is one of the weaker storylines we've seen in all of lower decks. I think these past two episodes honestly have been a little, a little weak. Like I feel like something borrowed, something green was, was pretty dense and messy. And this one has been, was, was pretty messy too. Uh, I mean, are Mm -hmm. they terrible? No, No, not by any means. Are they terrible? It's no. just you have such a you have such a high level of quality that you've gotten from lower decks for so long and so sustained that when it even when it dips down a little bit, it's noticeable. Yes. Like we've said before, there are no bad episodes of lower decks. You just have the good episodes and the really good episodes. This is just a good one. However, other really good moments, this whole B plot with Boims and Shags. I love the reveal of like a whole body approach to security. You can't be secure if you don't have a healthy mind and you're not at your absolute best. Like that is so in line with Shaq's. And I think it's just a great message in general. Like, yes, I am all about this. And I love that we get a Malcolm Reed reference. I want that puzzle. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We need that. They need to make that puzzle. Just like they made the plate, the Tom Paris plate. They need to make the puzzle. Yes, we got the plate, so please, can we have the puzzle? So with these Betazoids, I love that their lipsticks turned into stun um, yeah. wands. <laughs> it's yeah. so great. And it turns out there are these kick-ass Betazoid intelligence officers and this whole thing of like the drunken tourist is just a decoy. Okay, so the main Betazoid, like their leader... I friggin' hate that they had her put her hand to her temple in order to <laughs> activate her psychic abilities, which no Betazet has ever done in the history of Star Trek. It's yeah. such a... I, I, we see that in movies where, like, people put their, their finger to their head like they're, like they're an X-Man or something. Uh-huh. But I, oh, I, I, I know it's just a nitpick, but I hated it. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least it's quick. It's short. Yeah. But it's true. We've never seen that before. Ever. And I love that Rachel Dratch 
I never thought I'd hear Rachel Drash, Dratch talk about the neutral zone. <laughs> and it just it just makes me laugh. <laughs> It's great. I appreciate how casually she sits in the captain's chair. Like she owns mm-hmm. that thing. Also, things I appreciate this pyramid. Everybody's in their underwear except for Tendi, basically. <laughs> what the heck? Also, Ransom totally shouldn't have been at the top because Jennifer was a base. Jennifer weighs like, nothing. Ransom Jennifer. is the one with the shoulders. Yeah, uh, yeah, come on. What the heck? They are they are not thinking this through, are they? That's why it collapsed. Mama's eating good tonight. I love that line from <laughs> Tana. Yeah, Tana is fantastic in this episode. And I don't know if this maybe breaks a record for how many things have to be bleeped in one episode. Oh my gosh, there decks. was so much swearing in this episode. There was it's so much be, like, swearing. It, yeah, <laughs> yes. But of course, I can't help but appreciate that. Oh, it was fine. Like, I don't care. I mean, like, it's they swear all the time in, in lower decks. And they, they apparently it came out that their Paramount Plus didn't make them bleep it. Like, Mike, it was Mike McMahon's decision. Like, because he thinks uh-huh. it's funnier when it's bleeped. When it's bleeped. It totally and, is. Um, yeah, this, <laughs> but there was a lot. Like, there was a distracting amount of bleeping in this episode. <laughs> like, a noticeable amount. Like, usually, if you have some sort of interaction with dr ta'ana there's going to be a few but this is like beep 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 several times throughout this whole episode i'm gonna go back at some point and do an actual count of how many bleeps there really are in this episode and i think that's a good barometer for like it going in the future if they want to outdo it this is the episode to outdo also i you know i'm not quite like this is another star trek nitpick because, <laughs> oh, you know, like it's never really been too terribly confirmed, but I don't think Beta Z is anywhere near the neutral zone or Ryza. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if we're I... going from Beta Z to Ryza, I, I don't, I just don't think. Yeah, it, I, I, that I does seem wrong. odd, doesn't I could be it? That doesn't seem wrong. right. But regardless, it's fine. It's fine. It's, a <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine here. How are you? <laughs> Wrong franchise. Except for Boims. He is very bored with tarot cards. Yeah, this was um this was strange. Th- this this B plot. once again, it's Boims kind of being in the background. A little bit. And a little bit. I think it's it's fine to get people to shine, but let's not forget, you know, Mariner and Boims. You know, we, right, we got them in, yeah. in Strange New Worlds, but Maybe I'm overlooking <laughs> what we've gotten between the two of them for this season. Well, episode one, where they're on Voyager, there's quite a bit of good interaction between the two. But it's probably been since then that they've really taken a back seat. So it is time mm-hmm. for the two of them to have a little bit of an adventure together. Like, I appreciate that they're mixing things up. However, don't forget. <laughs> don't forget that, too. It's a mainstay. Right. We get so many references, the... like some, yeah, like the, people were in like their underwear and Ambujitsu, and then previously somebody was in their underwear and wearing that headset from the game in TNG yes. with like Wesley and everything. Right? Yeah. There's so much funny stuff to look through in the background in these scenes. Like, there's a couple of guys who are making out in the bar, and you'll see them in various places throughout the whole episode. It's funny. And then they like slide off the table slowly off screen. Yes. Yes, they do. 
So now we're getting so into some serious Vulcan introspection. Yeah, this is the moment where I like that they had a moment between the two, between the two of them, but, but this is also where you and I kind of have an issue with the overall plot. Because yes. this is where we talk about the Bendai, Bendai syndrome and, and how she's like been preoccupied and like, can you imagine the nightmare of having Vulcans on a ship if this is all that it took it, for them right, to go If it was crazy? all the time, it, yeah. it wouldn't work. No. No. But I do appreciate the heart-to-heart here. Like, Tendi is so desperate to be Talyn's friend, and yet Mariner is the one who connects here with her and really gets some, like, very, very big truths out of her. She feels broken. Something is wrong with her. I feel bad for her. Because, no. <laughs> She's absolutely fine, really. Oh, my God. Shax I love is the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shax and Ta'ana. I'm... I, I, this is such a strange relationship, and yet I love it so much. Like, they really do complement each other. He's the one calming force that she has because she just gets so worked up. And he can hold her with one hand and just let her claw to her heart's content, and she'll eventually get over it. Yeah, he didn't even it. flinch when she started biting him, which, I mean, he's probably <laughs> used to it. Yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest. Right. That's what dermal regenerators are for. Which Mariner needed last episode. That's right. <laughs> also, one of my very favorite lines, and maybe all of Lower Decks is coming up in this scene. And it's the whole thing, um, you know, that is a, that is, a, I must be Vulcan as Mother Blanker. Mother, yeah, yeah, Mother Blanker. Followed by logic, bitch. <laughs> like, you can't get this on any other show. This is Lower Decks, and this is why I love it. That's true. So just because she's calmed down and accepted herself, she has unresolved, she has a resolved conflict, and now everybody's okay. This this would be a nightmare. (laughs) Total nightmare. And once again, in the future, why is there not more therapy? Why do we have to have this sort of situation where like people need to be taking care of their mental health, especially if things like this can happen? Like, well, to to be fair, to be fair, we're we're seeing the therapist destroy a, a replicator right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is true. Yeah, maybe Miglimu is not the best role model here. Actually, Shax is the really good model for mental health here. Resist occupation. <laughs> you know, fighting fascism is a full time job. Shax always delivers my favorite lines. Uh, uh, he's just a he's just a one liner goldmine. He really is. And that's saying something on a show like this where there's tons of great one-liners across the board. I love that with the captain, when when she gets a little stressed or crazy, they have her have a bunch of flyaways in her in her, in hair. her hair. Like we see <laughs> like hair that, always that the goes hair. everywhere. Yeah. The hair is always a giveaway. If the captain's hair, we're not talking about Picard here, but everybody else, <laughs> if their hair is just a little bit, you know, messed up. Things are going crazy. Like we saw that with Janeway, especially. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my God. Man, with the with the Romulans when they decloak and they say, like, oh, let's go over to Sector 87. We'll lurk over there. <laughs> yeah. It's like speaking of monoculture stereotypes that we brought up in last episode, here we are. I do appreciate how disappointed they are that the Cerritos ultimately doesn't go into the neutral zone and ask, what are you doing here? Well, what are they doing there? 
How can exactly. they get to be in the, the neutral, neutral zone? zone? And yeah. yeah, what's up with that? I think that's another thing that they, it, like the neutral zone is a buffer zone. So, you know, like it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you went into the neutral zone. It's just if you get to some shady stuff and then go into their, um, in, into their area of space. Although that might be an oversimplification because they had, they had Starfleet told Picard all the time, like, don't. Like, you have authorization to go into the neutral zone. So I guess you can't just go willy-nilly. I right, take it back. But... I take it all back. <laughs> the neutral zone is not a terribly well-defined thing. Like, how big is the neutral zone exactly? And, like, what can you and can't you do there exactly? It's well, very we, vague on purpose. We also saw, like, they added, like, little little lights yeah, in they this did. episode for the neutral like zone. little buoys. There's so many times when you're like, that doesn't work in three dimensions. No, because like, they'd have to be all <laughs> over the freaking place. Trillions yeah, and mean, trillions of buoy lights. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It like yeah. <laughs> so we get the we get the calm down. I'm like, again, Mariner with the just tasty looking drinks. Seriously, that looks very refreshing. It really does. Also, I love in Starfleet when we see older crew members. Like in the background. Yes. I know if you're listening, this is bad podcasting. But in the background, we have a silvered-haired older woman who looks like maybe Lieutenant Commander. I love that. Like one time, I think I saw like an Ensign or an Ensign Junior grade in TNG who was clearly like over 60, maybe even in the 70s. And it just shows you that like, no, like in Starfleet, you can like you want to you want to go to you want to be a cadet. At 50, go for it. Who cares? Right? Yeah. You live your life. I love it. You know, we ought to get a character someday where we get that kind of a story. Somebody mm-hmm. joins Starfleet in 24th century middle age. And what is that like when you're hanging out with a bunch of like 20-somethings? Yeah. Yes. I would. Yeah. I would like to see that too. Yeah. That'd be a cool missing piece to throw in sometime. Just throwing that out there, guys. <laughs> All right. So there's our episode. That's it. We have done episode five. And uh, yeah, what are you thinking of the season so far? We're about halfway through right. now. It's okay. It's not my favorite season. It's probably the weakest season so far, in my opinion. I don't know if it's the weakest, but I'm feeling like our high points are really good high points. But overall, yeah, I think we've maybe gone down just a notch. And again, that's not saying this is bad. It's just... Like season three, in my opinion, is really solid and it's not quite measuring up to that. So I don't know. Maybe the second half will really surprise us. We're just going to have to find out. In the meantime, go to thenerdparty.com. Check out all of the stuff that we have handle to get updates and find out what's going on with new releases and stuff and life (laughs) is joinnerdparty.com. And personally... You can find me at Oh the Profanity. Tristan, where can they find you? You can find me at the Insane Robin. All right. So until next week, everybody. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party. <laughs>